재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This weekend, a special edition of Koreascape, Talk the Talk, our monthly special featuring the voices of our listeners and our community. On today's episode, we'll be recognizing and retelling stories of the often overlooked, vastly underappreciated influence of our teachers. Koreascape, Talk the Talk, starts now. Welcome to the program. I'm Kurt Asian. Every final Saturday of the month, we do Talk the Talk. And on this particular Saturday, we're pressing pause on our busy lives to recognize and pay homage to our teachers, the ones whose generosity and wisdom have helped us all get to where we are today. As with every edition of Talk the Talk, we'll be featuring the voices and stories of a few of our listeners. Today's guests are members of the Culture Complex Language Study Group. We'll be inviting them into the studio presently, but first... We're going to introduce today's guest hosts slash voice actors, Julia Meller and our own Koreascape team member, GP1. Julia and GP, hello. Good morning. What's up, man? <laughs> Great to, to have you here. Julia, we're seeing you kind of briefly for the first time. Uh, we have heard from you before in that little planet Korea that we did on Makkali. You are a Makkali guru, right? <laughs> Well, okay, guru, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, my my specialty is makgeolli. Yeah, it's Korean traditional alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but I actually just love to talk, so I will basically present myself anywhere. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. All right. Now, both of you, we're talking about teachers today. You've, you've both spent time as teachers here in Korea, right? Five years. Five years, wow. Five years. I'll, I'll raise you four and nine years. <laughs> really? Nine years as a teacher? Yes. You are uh, what I would say is a connoisseur of Makkali. Oh, definitely. Not, no simple... Oh, definitely. Uh, not simply an imbiber. <laughs> exactly. So uh, were you... Um, how did you find that uh, five years and nine years, respectively, of, of teaching? Were you a role model for your students? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think something about the first time I, I sort of stepped into a classroom, uh, it was almost like a light switch of, I was a terrible student. Uh, when I was a kid, I was one of the, the challenging kids, oh, I really? would say, for a teacher. Uh, and then as soon as I stepped into a classroom and had to assume that role, uh, I understood completely all my previous teachers and I could kind of see the way to help those perhaps. Sort of a moment of karma for it you, wasn't it? It was a moment of karma and a moment of uh, apologies, deep, deep apologies for myself. Yeah, I, I used to think one of my teachers, uh, one of my most influential teachers was extremely moody. Uh, I realized that I was the cause of that and <laughs> why that was. So I definitely realized it. And then I actually shot him a message uh, via the interwebs to tell him that I was really, really grateful for what he had uh, taught us and that I kind of understand his decisions now. And I'm sorry about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't headaches, know if I said... All the migraines, all I the heartburn. Apologize. <laughs> you know what? I did exactly the same thing. I sent an email to to one of the, my, my previous teachers that was really, really patient with me. And I said, wow, yeah. now I get it. Were these young kids or... Yes. Okay. Yes, these so are elementary molding young minds. This is the formative years when yes. you really get close to those teachers. When you're really teaching the pleases and thank yous uh, right go. from the beginning. All of the basics. Well, it's great to have you both in the studio today. I look forward to your voice enhancements of the studio, of the uh, stories that we're going to hear from today's featured guests. And they'll be with us right after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul and its surrounding areas. We're doing our monthly special, Talk the Talk, this time around 
on the theme of memorable teachers. And we're about to get acquainted with our three featured guests sitting with us here in the studio are Tong Puram, or Amber. All of our guests have Western names in addition to their traditional Korean name. Isongju, or Jeremy, and Yu Hyungte, or Brock, here with us. They come from a language learning community called Culture Complex, or just Culcom for short. Guys, welcome to the show. Um, why don't we start by hearing a little bit about you Jeremy or Songju, why don't we start with you? Okay, hello. Oh, uh, this is Jeremy, and I'm currently living in Seoul. Recently, I got a new job. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, working as an assistant to foreign lecturers at Samsung. Oh wow! Yeah, so when I'll be starting there in March. So that's kind of a teaching position in its way as well. Uh, Oh, no, it's the kind of teaching. Just I support them. Supporting the yeah, teachers. Yeah, supporting job. Oh, okay, that's important. Teacher. Okay. Pull anyway. Down. Yeah. Yeah, hi. My name is Amber, and I'm teaching students at Hagwon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, I uh, in the free time, I usually watch watch movies and TED Talks. And I'm kind of workaholic, so <laughs> I usually prepare for my classes. Like what uh, age students are you teaching? English. No, what uh, age are they? Are they school kids or are they young kids? Um, from children to high school students. Okay. Yes. All right. So those are some pretty formative. Brock, we've seen you before. Uh, you, Hyungche. Yeah. We had you about two Talk the Talks ago. It yeah. was very memorable. Uh, you, really. you are the CEO of your own <laughs> online oh, yeah. retail company. And you, as I recall, performed some K-pop for us here in the oh, studio. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. that I bet you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that oh, took some real moment. guts to do. We still uh, we still talk about it here uh, very favorably. We played in the elevators, actually. <laughs> oh, really? It's the new music. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, memorialized on tape forever. Uh, just recap a little bit who, what what you do, who you are. You, you, how's the business going? Oh, my business is going really well yeah. right now. Not many customers, but you know, some customers want us to sell our products for them, and we're still working hard to get ahead in this market. And now I'm still. Yeah, uh, kind of a CEO. <laughs> CEO of your own online company. Have you bought your Gangnam yeah. Penthouse yet? Or is no, that, yeah, not yet. No, <laughs> still working on that. Okay, so all three of you are uh, gainfully employed. That's good these days. It, it's not always something you can take for granted. Mm-hmm. And we're looking backward on our uh, school days and how we remember them. That's going to vary quite a bit depending on who you are. Songju, Hyungjae, and Puram. I guess you did all of your primary education right here in Korea, right? Yes, yeah, of course. Okay. You probably had more teachers uh, than I did because of the extracurricular studying that so many Koreans do, hagwons yeah, and after-school yes. study and that kind of stuff. Um, let me just ask you each, were your teachers more or less influential because of the sheer number of teachers you had? Yeah, actually, I don't think they are more influential to me. Mm. Yes. And, but I have one. Yes. Everybody has that one teacher. Yeah, right. kind of thing. There's even a word, I forget, we had it in real life Korean one week. There's a word mm. for like the teacher that is your special role model or uh, you get particularly close to. There's, uh, there's a, there's the a Korean, Korean term. Word. Korean term? Yeah. For that really For that special important. teacher. Ah, what is it? Sisung. Sisungnim, yeah, right. Sisungnim. Yeah, Sisungnim. Yeah, like sort of that best teacher that you remember first out of everyone. You have one. What subject or what year was that? English. English. That's when I was, yeah, after graduating, I went to some hagwon. Yes. And that was the teacher that really affected you. Yes. And then I'm going to talk about him today. Ah, very good. Yes. Amber, Buram, did you have a Sisungnim as well? 
Of course, I have Sissing Nim, <laughs> and I want to be a Sissing Nim. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Okay. Do you remember all your teachers? Were some of them less memorable than others? Um, actually, I remember most of my teachers. Not their lessons, but their character or sure. their personality or their names like that. Yeah, yeah. The example that they set. Yeah. And Brock, Mr. CEO. Oh. <laughs> Stop calling. Me like uh, that. <laughs> hey, Jang Nim, can you uh, <laughs> talk to us about uh, how? Your education? What did you have? Um, memorable teachers? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know, I'm certain to say that Korean teachers are less influential. It's really? influential than you know any any other countries because you know we have so many students in one class, mm -hmm. like more than 35 or 40. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to you know, concentrate on yeah, focus on one person, to, person to person. Yeah, it's not so intimate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but. Definitely, there are some good teachers, you know, in some high school and middle school. So I remember some teachers. All right. Well, um, Julia, you've come the furthest to be here in Korea, although you've been here for a good long time. Any big, broad-stroke differences you can point out between the educational systems there and and here? Well, actually, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. Mostly mm -hmm. in terms of sheer size, uh, you're kind of a one in a crowd in Korea. Uh, from my perspective, I actually went to boarding school uh, in Australia. So because I lived at school, you live and breathe school every day, then my teachers, without really thinking about it, were more like a surrogate family. Yeah. Uh, they get to know you really, really well. They're kind of up in your business. In they're a way. Very much. They're yeah. very much up in your business. <laughs> and um, and I, I remember thinking that I was so wily when I was a kid and I would tell these long, elaborate lies about why I didn't do my homework. Uh, but my teachers knew me so well and and I'm sure that they knew exactly what I was lying about. Uh, so I think that's kind of the biggest difference. The teachers at home I had really knew me really, really well. Yeah. There's As the, a person. There's no fooling them. There was there? no fool. But I, I thought I'd fooled all of them. Um, but not true. GP, you and I, US, any any quick observations? I think uh, mine was a little bit different because I went through a, a K through eight school, so kindergarten through to eighth grade. Yes, yeah, so did and I. They're, they're really okay. Yeah, and we're exactly the same. Our yeah. track previous statement. Um, There's only 300 students at that school, and I actually had a number of teachers more than once. So they would taught me uh, like in fourth grade, and then again in eighth grade. Yeah. So they used to say things like, you know, it used to be so cute. What happened? <laughs> like, they knew my family. They knew me a long time, like half my life. So yeah. it was really, really intimate. And I remember being a first grader and being terrified of the eighth graders. Oh, and yeah. And one yeah, day yeah. you are the eighth grader. I am the lord of all King I survey. Of the school. Yeah, exactly. All right. So those are just a few observations of the differences. Uh, let's get away from some generalities and into some specifics. Sungju or Jeremy. Uh, okay. Sungju, I should say, not Sung. Uh, why don't you give us your story? Okay. I want to tell a story about an English teacher I knew who liked to use pickle lines on the girls at the English academy where he worked. My major in college was English, but sadly, after graduating, I realized I still couldn't speak English at all. So, I started taking an English class at an academy I knew of. There, I met a good-looking teacher named Steve. Thanks to his appearance, most of the female students liked him. A few days later, I started taking his class. He began using pickle lines on some of his students. One day, during class, he walked up to a girl named Amy and said, 
Hey, Amy, there's something on your face. She got embarrassed and said, Is, is there something on my face? Steve pretended to pick up something off of her face and said, There's beauty on your face. All the girls screamed in delight at his words, but all the guys just stared at him blankly. And it didn't just stop with that. The next day, he walked up to another girl and said, Hey, Rachel, did it hurt? She said, What are you talking about? What do you mean? When you fell from heaven. Again, the girl started screaming and clapping. Steve told us with a smile on his face. If one of you uses these pickup lines on some foreigners, I'll buy you a coffee. His words gave me the motivation to try. So I went to Itaewon with my friend. We did some bar hopping to try to find out someone to try out our pickup lines on. Finally, we found two women drinking together at a bar. I walked up to them and said, Hey, do you have a map? They looked at me, then looked at each other for a minute and said, No, I don't have one. Why? I responded in a deep voice. Because I got lost in your eyes. They started to laugh accordingly, then stared at each other and said nothing. I told them, I'm sorry, have a nice day, and ran. We got out of the bar as quickly as we could. The next day, we told Steve what we had done the day before. After he listened to our story, he laughed a lot and said, <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you didn't get slapped by them. I didn't actually expect anyone to do what I said. You guys are really brave. So we ended up getting two cups of free coffee and the honor of being the only two students who really carried out the teacher's mission. Through this experience, we learned that those pickle lines only work in the movies. Bruno Mars and Locked Out of Heaven there, a little reference to the Hagwon English teacher and his pickup lines that he would teach to students and I guess sometimes use on students, Julia, which is not at all creepy, is it? Not at all. Yeah. Um, at <laughs> perfectly all. legitimate. Totally. Uh, that's yeah. not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a second to recognize that Sungju, uh, Jeremy, apologized for a pickup line and if you're a listener out there he, he said I'm sorry have a nice day something like that and if you apologize for a pickup line ever you're certainly not alone I feel you brother yeah that, that that deafening silence after yeah. you drop the pickup line and uh, next time we go the other way you go you're yeah. welcome yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. see which one of those is gonna work <laughs> the girls clapped in delight in the hagwon but yeah. uh, in real life not so much applause. Okay. <laughs> the grades don't apply. Amber or Puram, uh, if you heard a pickup line like that, uh, uh, did you hurt yourself falling out of heaven? How would you feel? Um, 
Mm, not well, bad. Would your heart melt? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Okay. So maybe it's the, the target audience was yeah, just okay. off that night. I'm going to do that for you, Dan. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. no stopping him now. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, just uh, Hyungjae or uh, Brock over there just breaks out into K-pop, and that's how he, how, how he manages to melt girls' hearts, I think. Right? You know. No, I don't use pickup lines. I, I've, I'm never going to do that. And I can sing and dance in front okay. of the people, but I, I'm never going to use yeah, that. Like, that's the ultimate pickup style, line in a way. Different, different. I use do pickup you, lines because I can't sing or dance. <laughs> so you do your thing, I'll do mine. I do mine. Do you remember any other pickup lines from the Hagwon? You've listed a couple of them in your in your speech. Okay. Uh, but do you remember any other just offhand? You don't have to, but... Yeah, but these are all I can remember. Those are all you can yeah. remember. You know any that's good? Prob- let's that's hear, let's actually probably really good. Yeah, right. I would try and forget uh, any other pickup lines that you've begun. <laughs> well, the famous one is, uh, Julia, uh, oh, no. if I told you you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? <laughs> I don't even know how to reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know any... Uh, the one my go-to has kind of been to walk across the room and then kind of smell, and go, <laughs> and and whisper, "Did you did you fart? Because you blew me away." Oh. <laughs> that actually might work because it's self-effacing. And no, can oh, I ask yeah. you how many times you've done that and what is your success rate? <laughs> I've done that a lot of times and my success rate is lower than you would imagine. I no, no, because I'm imagining but pretty you know, low. For the, the gals it works on, they're like, they're like, let me buy you a drink. And I'm like, I'm in, dude. That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got two more guests that we're going to hear from today. We have got Julia Meller, Makkali experts extraordinaire, <laughs> and guest host and documentarian GP in the studio. Uh, they are going to provide, as they did with the first story, excellent voice acting enhancement to the stories. The stories are so much better with you guys uh, chiming in and being the voices of various characters. Uh, Julia, you're a natural. This is the first time you've done this. Well, I've heard a lot of pickup lines, so you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty used to the right reaction. <laughs> uh, and GP, you, you had a good sort of uh, smarm there going. Smarm? You know, when you're asking me to voice a teacher, something I've had five years of experience doing, and then you're just asking me to be kind of sleazy in myself, you know, I'm not even acting. I'm just reading off the paper. I'm just doing what I this feel, This is how it reads in do. my head. Yeah, this is how it goes. <laughs> So pickup lines were this particular English teacher's method of choice for uh, passing on English language. How about you guys when you were English teaching? You know, I, I didn't focus so much on the teaching English. I figured just raw exposure to me would be a lot of, you know, English experience. I wasn't teaching them in Korean, right, or with sign language. Yeah, immersion. But they were very young children. I taught uh, the gamut from, I think, 4 to uh, 14 years old. And I always just try to emphasize, you know, being a well-rounded person and common sense, because sometimes if you just listen, uh, you don't need to ask the questions. They will be answered. And, yeah. well, you know, kids, they're very anxious. They're like, well, what is that, teacher? What is that? And you're like, uh, I will explain it to you. You don't have to ask me. It'll just be explained. And they're like, oh. What I've heard from all the moment. English teachers that I've talked to is that the young kids, four to six and so on, they're the more pliable and the well-behaved. And then the 14-year-olds start to get kind of cantankerous and rebellious. Is that is that true? That's true to an extent. I think they are more pliable. Well-behaved is only if you train them to be well-behaved. In my experience, I've mostly taught like young children, and they are, like you said, they're so eager, and there's just so much 
pent-up energy and they just want to know everything and do everything immediately, not with any regard of who else is next to them or in a classroom. Uh, But if you take the time to, you know, slow them down and, like you said, give them that that kind of guidance of you don't need to ask, you can actually figure this out if you listen, uh, they're very receptive to it and it can set them up for the future, but you really have to lay down the law in the beginning. It can be a whole lot easier to engage or impress a four-year-old too. You know, just go, who likes pudding? You're also instantly the cool person in town. You are, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all, you, all you got to do is, I don't know, I would always just interest and just say kangaroo and, you know, instantly you're the, very cool. <laughs> all right, we're going to continue with our stories of memorable mentors and teachers. We've still yet to hear from our two guests, Puram and Hyungche, or Amber and Brock, respectively. We'll hear their stories in just a moment. TBS EFM. More and more people are using the internet or their smartphones to carry out financial transactions. And unfortunately, we're seeing an increased number of cyber fraud cases. In order to prevent cyber attacks like hacking, voice phishing, and smishing, we must take precautions. Install security or antivirus software on your PCs and smartphones and update them regularly. Save authentication certificates on external drives, such as a USB, and avoid visiting suspicious websites or downloading applications from unknown sources. Be aware and take care. Safety comes first. The following public message is brought to you by the Korea Broadcast Advertising Corporation. 밥한번 사준 선배에겐 형 고마워 매일 밥해주신 엄마에겐 우리가 줘 여자친구 생일엔 축하해 부모님 생신엔 엄마 생일이었어? 부모님께 이런 말 해본 적 있나요? 고마워요 엄마 말 한마디가 효도입니다 공익광고협의회 <웃음> 